Hello everyone, welcome to the Warif podcast, a place for dialogue on development that promotes social, economic and environmental progress. My name is Abir and I'm your host. It's my joy to connect with fellow developmental professionals, practitioners, academics and enthusiasts. My mission is to make the world a more kind, safe and clean place. I believe even small steps in the right direction can cause a chain reaction towards larger positive impact. Let's meet our guests and learn how they're working towards a better world. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Warif. I am your host Abir and today we have Amanda Chase as our guest speaker. Amanda Chase is the founder and creative director of Ocean, a content creation studio for visionary brands based in Los Angeles, California. Since the age of 15, Amanda has consciously dedicated her life trying to creating and living a life of substance. With a BA in psychology from the University of Maryland and a visual communication degree from FIDM, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, Amanda had the education to prepare her for work in the creative industries for the top fashion companies in the world. She started her career uh, interning and working for print magazines and creative agencies in New York City and L.A. After a few years, she felt a deep calling to change directions and start her own business to support conscious entrepreneurs and brands in creating content of substance. She has since been supporting the top holistic wellness practitioners all over the world to create the life and businesses of their dreams through conscious consulting and e-course creation. Indeed, this is a very niche industry. Amanda currently lives happily and peacefully with her puppy in Los Angeles, California. That's so sweet. A beautiful biography, Amanda. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here today with us. It's been like a long time since I wanted to have this interview with you. I'm so honored to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me on. And I'm excited for us to connect and talk today. That's exciting. So as a start, first, I want to get a bit of background on you and what you do. As the founder of Ocean, where does your own interest in design and content creation come from? What sparked your interest in content development? Uh, thank you for this question. It is uh, such an honor to talk about this um, process as it really is a beautiful merge of my most two favorite things about uh, creation, which is strategy and creativity and finding the beautiful balance for each person that is a representation of what this client or brand wants to express about themselves to others. It's my degrees in visual communication are really coming in strongly where I've learned the practical tools like Photoshop or InDesign to communicate visually what I'm thinking. And in my experience working in New York City with a few of the companies that I worked for in corporate, I then learned how to create strategy to complement these creative outlets and these creative expressions. And um, I'm really passionate about finding 
a client's unique way to merge both of those two elements into something that's represent representative of them and their essence. That's interesting. So what is conscious content to you and why does Ocean focus on it as an approach to creating content? Yes. So that's such a great question. In my experience, when I was growing up, I would open up these magazines that were found in my grocery store aisles and I was never moved by the content within them. And what I mean by that is uh, I think because when I was growing up, I was a very, um, and when I would write in my journal, it would always be about me expressing my emotions or trying to understand something on a deeper level. And when I would go out into the world, I never saw anything that talked about feelings or emotions or the things that I was personally navigating within my own journal. Um, and so at the age of 15, I stumbled mm. upon uh, this amazing magazine called Nylon, which is still out to this day. Oh, and yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's the one of the best magazines that I've come in contact with, one of my favorites. And I fell instantly in love with how they combined images with typography and I dissected that entire magazine. Um, I would look up who the photographer was, who the stylist was, who the editor was, and just breaking down how they made this beautiful piece of art. Um, obviously, Nylon is kind of culture and fashion and music-based um, interest and content. So yes, I was intrigued by it because I thought I wanted to have a career in fashion, which I did go on to pursue, but it still didn't have those stories or those um, topics of feelings and emotions that I was really searching for. And that's what inspired me to create things that explored emotions that, that helped people uh, that better people's lives and not saying that fashion and music and culture don't better your life, but I wanted more of an emotional intelligence, emotional depth with the things that I was creating and exploring. And so that was where I started to desire more uh, what I call conscious content um, in that capacity, just being a little bit more mindful of how this is impacting someone's life in addition to the things that I really needed when I first started out, uh, specifically starting my career, I, I just wanted real stories. I wanted someone to really tell me what to expect. Um, and I never really found that. I'm sure it existed, but I personally never stumbled upon it. So that was another reason why I wanted to make conscious content and why I do the things that I do today with blog posts or you know, other elements courses, that I'm creating, like courses and workshops to uh, get that information out there for people. That is, that's why we focus on that here at Ocean. And I'm just so honored and grateful for the holistic wellness practitioners and conscious and sustainable brands that, that have come and worked with us so that we could amplify their messaging. And when I first started Ocean, it was to my, my tagline at the time was to spread real healing to the masses. And, and that is oh what I'm really That's passionate about. Cool. Yeah. And so we do that through content creation. So those e-courses and the marketing strategies and 
all of that. that and the tide great. as well, right? The tide. The tide yes. Yeah. Oh, the tide is such a beautiful, uh, that, that offering from ocean is our community. And it was downloaded through me in meditation. Exactly. Everything that it is today uh, just got downloaded into me. And the intention was to create a space for conscious entrepreneurs or creative entrepreneurs who were feeling quite alone on their entrepreneurial journey and needed a place where they could uh, connect with other individuals that are in similar positions as they are to feel less alone. And I created this yeah, this platform for for these women uh, specifically to come together. And so we meet uh, in these shine circles where we're able to share what's going on with us. And um, that's where the deep transformation happens because oftentimes when we're working by ourselves and, you know, we can't, we don't know why we can't put that marketing email out or we don't know why we we're having, you know, shame around posting something on um, Instagram, you know, this is these cir- circles are a place to share that deep vulnerability with people that you know that you can trust. And that's mm-hmm. what's been game changer within the tide. In addition, that they get to sit with me every month and have a harmony session. So they get um, a business coaching call where I send them action items afterwards. And then they get these supportive shine circles where they can connect with other women and, and be vulnerable and it's a beautiful place, uh, and I'm excited to have you in there when we start on March Yay! 1st. <laughs> yes, of course, I'm part of that. Yes. I don't know if anyone has told you before, but Amanda, you have this great talent of articulating the subjects in a very, very fascinating way. Oh, I haven't heard that before, but I'm so <laughs> grateful. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just so happy that I get to do this work. And may, many of the listeners may not know this yet uh, about myself. But Amanda and I share a similar um, career background. We both started our career in fashion journalism. And that's why I resonate a lot with what Amanda is speaking about when you spoke about the fashion industry, the fashion journalism does not align with your values. And so you started uh, conscious creative e-courses and other uh, services. And I salute you for that. And that's exactly why I left the fashion industry because I wanted also through my NGO to spread ethical fashion uh, and sustainable fashion to uh, consumers in my own way, of course. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's really like, it's really amazing that we share the same background during our early careers. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, it's so fascinating that, you know, I, I think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, but I think we were so drawn in by the, the beauty and the aesthetics and the aspiration that it provided, but it f- kind of fell flat for me. Um, definitely working behind the scenes and seeing how to operate it and how people treated one another and how at the end of the day, it just felt like we were selling these because it's consumerism, but in a not um, exactly. integral way. In a conscious way. In a conscious exactly. way. Yeah. Is that how you felt yeah. in a bit as well? Yes, exactly. That's how I, like, that's why the reason I decided yeah. to leave the fashion journalism industry. Yes. I'm believing in uh, doing it in other other ways. And, and I think there is a turnover at the moment. I think there's hope. I think there is more clarity and more 
consumers are being more aware of of these things, and uh, that's being addressed in uh, a lot of fashion uh, journalism, uh, unlike other days in the back, like maybe 10 years. So I'm happy that things are changing in the fashion journalism uh, uh, industry. Uh, But yeah, there's a long way to go, I guess. So uh, the next question for me, what is conscious content and why does Ocean focus on it as an approach to creating content? Yeah, so conscious content is kind of a term that I hodgepodge together. I, I do see people using it in other capacities. So I'll just kind of share what it really means for me and Ocean. When a client comes to me, I always think about how can we provide value and help change someone's life. I'm constantly thinking about what problem are they coming to you to solve and how can we help them solve it? And yes, I believe every industry is kind of looking at it in that way, but we do it in a really mindful, integral way that is extremely supportive to that human and really creating everything that can help them in in the most purest, uh, integral way. And that's why I'm so drawn to working with holistic wellness practitioners because Mm. they amplify consciousness and integrity, at least to, not all of them, but that's the hope and goal that they're they're operating at that high integrity. And so um, my passion for wanting to spread real healing for the masses, in my opinion, can only be done when you're creating content that is so conscious and integral to how can this better this person's life without thinking, how can I make a profit or how can I to take advantage of this issue that someone is navigating. Do you feel the difference between those two? So it's this underlining intentionality that we do with everything that we create. I'm constantly thinking, how can this better someone's life? And how can I add value to their life in the most integral way? That's What's your values for work? Meaning? Our values are, I've mentioned a lot of this word a lot, integrity, transparency, authenticity, and Uh I would say appreciation and value for, for creative expression. Um, Those I would say are my, my four main values with the way that I approach work and the way that I like to find my clients. They, they, I like to align in values as those that I just listed as well. That's so wonderful. So tell me, Emma, What does Ocean offer to customers through your educational opportunities and challenges? Yeah, so we, well, I, I was just a one woman show at the moment. I've been through many iterations of my business. I've been in business for about five and a half years now. Um, I've had contractors at times. I've worked with freelancers. I've hired part-time employees at times. And I'm finally just a one woman show. And at the moment, I have a variety of different offerings based on what what someone might need. Um, So starting at the uh, free level, we have, I'm in the process of doing very slow podcasts. So I rarely even mention that, but it's on the back burner. Uh, We have blog post content, which ranges from uh, how to, you know, make a, 
mood board to uh, how to start, uh, gosh, like a 14 day challenge for embodying your essence. Like there's so many beautiful free blog posts for people who are just wanting to dip their toes into what conscious content is or uh, ways that they can bring more consciousness and integrity to their business. Then that next level is I offer workshops, group workshops to the general public. And these Mm. are anywhere from 22 to 33, maybe $55, depending on what it is that I'm teaching. And in these workshops, I usually come up with a proprietary framework for solving what I would say to be a pretty common pain point in a lot of conscious entrepreneurs' lives. So for example, this Friday, we have a workshop for this proprietary framework that I just created on how to make a vision board for your 2022 year ahead. So this workshop came through just something that I did for myself and it really activated a lot in me. And I was like, I have to share this with others. So I'm currently in a hypnosis training, um, a little self-development project I'm doing for myself, where Mm -hmm. I am learning about hypnosis and the power of it. And in a recent class with my practitioner, Nikki Cosmo, she shared her computer screen and it was a picture of her dream house. And I asked her, you know, what is the correlation between visualizing, seeing a picture of something and um, kind of manifesting it, so to say, or like bringing that into reality. And I've heard a lot of contradictory opinions on visualization. And for her to say that it does help and support what it is that you're working towards, it gave me full permission to make a vision board for myself. Um, And I've made mood boards my whole life, but never really intentionally pulled images that reflected what I wanted to achieve in this year. So I started to do that for myself. And I made a wallpaper for my desktop and a wallpaper for my iPhone so that every time when I open up my phone or my desktop, I'm reminded of everything that I'm working towards. And that has been so transformative already, just the way that I feel. I can look at something and be reminded of of what I'm working towards. And so it's a mixture of words and images, which I'm so drawn to, and they are just kind of nestled now in my subconscious, even if I'm not even paying attention to the background, it's still reminding my brain about, you know, what it's all for. So I'm really excited for this workshop on Friday. It's going to be really fun. And at the end of it, everyone will have a wallpaper for their phone and their desktop uh, for them to have as well. And um, yeah, so that's this workshop. But I have other workshops on that will, you know, if you can't make it live this Friday, uh, it will go up live to be purchased anytime and that you can watch it on your own and have it forever. Um, We have workshops about how to establish your brand foundations. It's probably like one of my best selling um, workshops because it teaches people how to make a really strong foundation for their business by creating your mission your vision, your value proposition, uh, Mm -hmm. identifying your target audience or ideal client avatar, and a super huge important component, which is writing your bio and your about page. So that is, you know, some of the examples of the different workshops that I have 
in the past. And all my workshops right now have been uploaded after I've recorded them. But my hope and goal in this year is to have my own e-course that I film just as I do for clients. So workshops are available. And then we have the Tide, which is our community space, as well as, you know, harmony sessions and essence sessions, which are just one-on-one sessions with people. And there all of these offerings are here to help conscious entrepreneurs overcome any kind of challenges or pain points that they're discovering through building the foundation to their businesses. Because one of the biggest things I noticed and that I experienced was as a creative, as a someone who had this passion, this dream, I kind of had to learn the business side of it all and merging these two worlds, you know, like that's hard for us. Like we didn't get into, you know, launching our business because we're business majors. We're just passionate about something. So my hope and goal with Ocean is to provide resources for conscious and creative entrepreneurs who don't want to go to business school, but need to understand how to make a business out of their passion. So that's what I'm providing um, educational content for at the moment. Nice. And uh, speaking of Nikki's work on the vision board, you're going to be using uh, theta hypnosis healing as well, right? As like one of our pillars for creating the vision board in addition to uh, the values uh, and all of that, right? Well, I I'm not uh, I'm not trained. Well, I'm not trained yet, and, and I'm not certified by by any means. But um, I will be um, providing contacts. Um, you know, like um, providing pulling quotes and pulling you know words from my teachers and and the books that I'm reading to. Um, kind of strengthen my suggestion and opinion on the benefits of this. But um, unfortunately, I'm not trained yet, but I will be infusing everything that I've learned uh, thus far. Okay, interesting. So it's a new, unique approach to creating a vision board. That's what yes. I want our listeners to know about. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now let's uh, move on to the topic of brand and content development. In your own opinion, what is the significance of proper content development and branding? What does a strong imagination and creative desire do for a company? I love your questions so much. They're so beautifully articulated. The significance of proper content development and branding is, uh, for me, it provides, it's an extension of my identity, like a brand that I purchase and buy I want to, I feel is a, is a representation of, of my values and what I prioritize in life. So for example, I would buy Crown Affair or I would buy Way Shampoo um, because of the way that the, not only the way in which they produce their products, but the way that their images are and the packaging and how it would come in and, and the emails that I would receive, it makes me feel good when I receive those pieces of branding and content from that brand. And also, I know that I'm investing in a product that is going to be sustainable. They are using organic ingredients. It's you know vegan and healthy for the planet. So to me, that is plays into all of the reasons why I invest in a brand in one brand over another. And it's through 
branding, photography, the way that their website feels, uh, the way that the package comes to me in the box, you know, that help me dictate that entire customer journey that I'm so passionate about. And uh, content development and branding is a pillar in, in everything from the moment you first receive information, you know, you first see a product or a brand to the moment when you actually receive it in your hands. Content creation and branding is a part of every aspect and element of that. And so I'm really passionate about making that a cohesive story uh, of how are we articulating the brand's values and uh, creative expression through the website, through the email, through social media, through the final product when they receive it at their doorstep, for example. That's for a, a product that someone receives. A lot of my clients are holistic wellness practitioners. And so their products and offerings and services are all digital based. So again, it's how can we create a beautiful, cohesive brand experience through digital content? Uh, I hope that um, provides context to the significance I feel of content development and branding. It's beautifully said. I have another question. I'm sorry, I'm asking too many questions because... I really like your answers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so much of your branding focuses on intuition, understanding your own personality, essence and values. So you can pour these into everything you create. What yes. difference, differences does this make? And what is the value of teaching this to your students and clients? Yes, this is a big one. So this is... Um, I'm going to break this into two answers because we have um, one of my client audience, which are these conscious entrepreneurs and creative entrepreneurs who are just at the beginning stages of building their business. And then I also have these conscious, these holistic wellness practitioners that have maybe been around for a while and are ready to scale their business. So uh, looking at it in those two different ways will provide different answers. So I first want to share um, when it comes to the conscious entrepreneurs or the creative entrepreneurs who are just starting out, what I've discovered and what I've learned through my own spiritual practice, my own way of building my business and, and having a lot of ups and downs is uh, coming back. And, and when I had a business coach, she suggested this to me too, and it really lit up everything within me. And it was to write a very extensive biography. Uh, and this is going to be a little bit of a long story, but it's totally worth it. So when, yeah, please, yeah, when we when we write out the the bio of our life, and we start to think about what memories and experiences shaped us, what did we learn? Who did we learn from? Why are we the way that we are? You know, and instead of looking back at them and thinking that they are insignificant or that they don't play into who you are today as an entrepreneur or a creator takes away the most beautiful and magnetic components of who you are. And what I mean by that is I think when people first start out in the in the creative or entrepreneurial space, they see other people who are doing something successfully. And they think that if they go that route or if they do what they're doing, that that's going to be the um, pathway to success. That's what I thought at least. Oh, I'll just do my branding this way or, you know, this is what I feel like is working. But um, in reality, our strongest suits come from understanding 
um, really who we are and how we were shaped. And so an example for me would be um, when I first started Ocean, my branding was very gentle and soft. And um, that I thought that really appealed to my holistic wellness clients, you know, calm and gentle. And I forgot a huge component of who I am, which is that fashion background. I lived in New York City. I have a lot mm. of strength, a lot of power that was completely hidden from that branding. And mm. people, and I was presenting softer and more gentle. Uh, and it's just, it didn't represent fully who I was, for example. That's just one of the many things that I've had to shift and change. But it it's um, by going by first creating this big bio, you really start to identify what were those defining moments in your life that made you who you are? Because, uh, you know, that kind of gentle, more, you know, softer Amanda that I was presenting was only a portion of my self. But by fooling up fully as who I am, both fiery and passionate and fashion-based and, you know, New York City grind, mixed with the gentleness and softness of holistic wellness and the ocean and the sea, you know, that's why people come to me now that they're, they're getting both of those elements into one. And that's what I mean by you, you become more magnetic because you're so fully accepting of who you are. So a bit of a long story, but that's what the bio helps us identify. It helps us go back and excavate all of those, what we feel and think are insignificant things in our life that actually are quite defining of who we are. Another example is that, um, you know, when you go back and ask me my question about why is conscious content important to me, I, I mentioned that there's, there was a part of me that wished that people were talking about things that mattered, you know, emotions and feelings. And, you know, how did you really get to where you're at? Like, give me the real story, not the fluff story or the story to make me feel good. But like, what's the real story? Um, I think, that goes back to my childhood of just being like, I was really emotional. I, I really needed um, to express myself in this way. So uh, again, it's just a reinforcement of uh, really strengthening who you are as a creator or a conscious entrepreneur and having those things be shown so that mm. you attract the people who want exactly that. And that's why when it comes to building your brand, when you emphasize those components, you first are fully showing up as you and you know that your clients are coming to you for who you fully are, as opposed to a component of who you are. Or does that make sense? Is that Absolutely. Am I yeah. was I clear with that <laughs> response? Oh, beautifully said, beautifully said. So I have another question. Why do you believe a timeline is important when it comes to creating content? How does this allow creativity to flow freely and also develop naturally? That's yes. a tricky one. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. This is what I feel like has been my sweet spot that I've finally started to really discover in these past um, few months. So if anyone out there follows astrology, uh, you'll know that the North Node in, in our chart is where our soul is headed. And my soul is headed in, a, is in Pisces. So my North Node is in Pisces. So I'm supposed to 
really invite in a lot of fluidity and intuition and spirit-led creations. But my south node, where my soul is coming from, is Virgo. And Virgo is very detail-oriented and very like on a strict timeline. And this is why this question is, is so prevalent to the way that I operate here at Ocean and the way that I create my clients' projects and my own work is using a beautiful blend of both kind of structure but allowing time and space for fluidity and intuition to come in. So I'm, I'm trying to merge these two worlds into one because one without the other, they don't really work. So here's an example. We put together a structure for how a project is going to go. We have phase one, phase two, phase three. And within those phases, there's certain deliverables that need to get done. The way that I bring in that intuition and that fluidity and that flow is when we navigate each week that goes by and maybe allowing the the deliverables to be done at certain times of the project or not being so rigid with something need to, needing to be finalized by this date. You know, we there's more... Mm-hmm breathing room. And I've really extended the length of my timelines for my projects to allow for that, what I feel, magic to come through the creations of things that just cannot be rushed. And, and that's what I'm noticing with creative projects, especially conscious product, conscious uh, creations, is we have to allow things to breathe, to have space to evolve and marinate and to maybe take shape and shifting into ways that we didn't even imagine was happening. And that's the beauty and the magic of of extending a timeline out longer than you might think you need. I spent a lot of my early years, a lot of my early years trying to create projects in a short, in the most um, efficient short timelines as possible. And what ended up happening was yeah, the project got done, but it didn't feel good in the process. Like the product was done, but it was lacking like excitement and joy and shine and sparkle because we rushed through it. You know, we got the project done, but are we really proud of it? Are we really happy with it? And so now I'm exploring how can I extend the timeline, have enough time and space and energy to create something extremely beautiful uh, so that I am really proud of it at the end of it. And it is filled with beauty, like true beauty that you can feel from the inside out. So that's, that's what I'm passionate on um, creating this year for my clients. Beautiful. I want to add something. Uh, you may not know this uh, and our listeners as well, but my bachelor's degree is in neuroesthetics, which is the study of visual neuroscience from the perspective of aesthetics and how when the brain gets activated, when you look at a beautiful subject or object or a painting or whatever. So um, after studying uh, neuroscience back in the years, I came to the conclusion that we have there are like four major uh, states of minds that we have every day. The beta state, which is the normal state of mind that we uh, we uh, operate with when we're at work. And then there's um, the delta, the alpha, and the uh, theta state. Mm-hmm. These are, are like the relaxation states. With the, uh, because, we're, because 
as we are evolving as humans with a lots of noise and lots of hustling and you know like pressure and productivity there's a new uh, state of mind that is called high beta and high beta is operating from a place of fear or flight and fight where your amygdala is always alert and you know you're being productive and this is sadly statistics says 80 more than 80 percent of people operate on a beta high beta state uh, which kills uh creativity they prior uh, kills yeah creativity they prioritize uh, pr- productivity over creativity and that's something that is really sad especially that we're entering the conceptual age which relies heavily on creative aspects and uh, skills you know so yeah that's a comment and there is a question that maybe relates to the first one what is the difference between inner and outer tools how do these both play a role in our creativity and why is a balance necessary yeah well thank you also so much for sharing that information i think that high beta state that you were talking about who knows if I was in that, but I I feel like I operated in that space for so long, just trying to keep up with work. And I was like, I look back and I'm like, wait, I'm not happy. Like, I'm not even happy doing this anymore. Like, what am I doing? So that, um, you know, is, is so prevalent to my experience as well. And why I've really decided to shift and downsize and, and reimagine how that I'm showing up for work. So um, just thank you for sharing that. That's super helpful. And I'm like going to go Google uh, all of the things that you just shared because I'm, I'm very intrigued by the, the brain, as you know, with my BA in psychology too. <laughs> so going back to your question, yes. So there is a term that I use a lot within Ocean, um, specifically when I'm working with my clients, I even give my clients inner and outer tools. Uh, I don't even know when I came up with this or how or what, but many years ago, I started offering coaching, business coaching, consulting sessions with clients. And sometimes I would suggest to them, you know, if they needed, if they were having difficulty coming up with an email campaign or they didn't know what they wanted to do, I would assign them these kind of little holistic tasks, uh, holistic wellness tasks like journaling for 30 minutes a day or um, meditating or maybe doing like a two minute breath work. And just to give you a little bit of my background, these are all things that I've either done personally or I've been trained in. I'm a certified yoga teacher and I have a children's yoga certificate as well. So these were just simple things that I was doing within my own spiritual practice that I noticed would help me get more clarity on business ideas that I wanted to have. For example, when I was in meditation, I received the download to start up this community, the tide and what it was going to entail. So um, inner tools are tools that someone can use to connect deeper to their intuition. So oftentimes a conscious entrepreneur or creative entrepreneur is constantly looking outside of themselves for the answers on what, how they should do something differently or launch something. But in my experience, a lot of the inspiration and clarity comes from going inward and outer tools are uh, ways to connect you with your joy. I was reading the book, women who run with the wolves and they had this chapter it's called nourishing our creative waters. 
And there's a huge component. That entire chapter is talking about how, you know, when we fill up our creative well, we're able to give that joy and excitement and happiness to others. And so outer tools are ways like how can you fill up your own cup to bring more joy into your life? So an outer tool Mm -hmm. might be something like, going on a nature walk or maybe doing 30 minutes of watercolors in the morning, you know, just, or making your favorite cup of tea, you know, it's anything to connect you with your joy. So getting you back into that joy state, that happiness state, it's where getting out of that fight or flight, you know, we're, we're feeling more relaxed and that's maybe when you're cooking or when you're baking that you, you get a random idea out of nowhere or you're watercoloring and you just happen to have an idea. So that's the intention with the inner and outer tools are ways to help you uh, find solutions or clarity on something in through joy or connecting with your intuition. Yeah. And that's why, that's why we mentioned both because they're both important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree less. And lastly, Amanda, do you have a story of success you'd like to share with us today to help exemplify what it is uh, ocean, uh, what ocean can help others realize about the value of intuitive and creative content creation? Oh, wow. Uh, so many are like popping up in my brain. Um, no pressure. I mean, whatever comes up. I, I, I would say to me, the value of intuitive and creative content creation is perfectly exemplified in the success of the women and the, the brands and clients that I have supported that have felt so seen uh, and felt so allowed to be themselves and to express that out into the world. I mean, there there is no greater feeling than when we are fully accepting who we are and sharing that that our true selves with the world for the world to see us and that is the value um, that intuitive content creative creation can provide visibility yeah it's for being to be seen to be seen for who you are and to be appreciated and to be valued valued you know there yes we have a passion for this job that we're wanting to do but you know, it's people are paying you for it. You're being seen, you're being acknowledgement for the exact gifts that you are meant to do on this earth. So, yeah, it has like, it's not easy because sometimes you get the acknowledgement and sometimes you get the criticism. So it's really, you need bravery and courage to, you know, like be visible. I feel like yes. it needs a lot of courage. Yes. And that's why the the Tide community is so beautiful because we, you can start to be seen by other people in a very trusted space, and it just empowers you with that inner strength to be able to go out there to a larger uh, audience or the larger community and be seen by them. So it, the Tide is really a beautiful place when you're just first getting um, out there with your creations and being in a, in a huddle, in a community of really safe, trustable people that are right there with you doing the same vulnerable thing. So it takes that vulnerability way down. Yeah. So that, that's exactly why I created the tide. Exactly. Well, well, Amanda, thank you so much for your valuable time today. 
we I, I personally enjoyed it. Not a second of boredom. And thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> yes, thank you everyone for listening too. Thank you so much. I'm such an honor to sit and be with you today and to talk about these things that I'm Likewise. so in love with. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us and listening to Arif. Remember that you can make a difference in the world, even with small steps in the right direction. If you'd like to support the show, please leave a rating and a review. If you have a suggestion or a comment for future episodes, email me at abwer at warif.com. Until the next episode, have a good one.